I'd like to welcome you to the Jed Hughes Podcast. Each episode will feature a unique leader and will delve into the qualities that inspire greatness, galvanize organizations, and teach the next generation of aspiring leaders. Jed ran the process that resulted in the hiring of Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, Andy Reid, Masai Uzuri. Now, according to Forbes, Jed is the most connected man in sports. Our guest today is the president of an organization in Lynn, Massachusetts, that works closely with parents and middle and high school students to help them receive college preparation and training in admissions and financial assistance. Art Akers came to UCLA as an All-American linebacker, one of the most highly recruited players in the country during his senior season. At UCLA, he started for three seasons, played in the National Football League, and has worked for the Texas Attorney General's Office, most recently passed the bar in the state of Connecticut after battling and showing his determination and grit in order to finally put Esquire next to his name. Enjoy Arthur talking about his journey and what it's been like and how he's contributed back to society. Our guest, Art Akers. Hey, welcome, friends. It's a real treat. I've got an individual today uh, that when I had the opportunity to join UCLA and we decided we were going to do out-of-state recruiting and compete with the USC, the first person on my radar screen that I came to see was our guest, Art Akers from Lynn Classical High School, the city of sin you come in. How does that go, Art? The city of sin? In Lynn, the city of sin, you don't come out the way you went in. There's a whole parable to it. There's more verses to it. It's very clever the way they wrote it. Get a chance to Google it. Get the whole parable. It makes, makes a little sense. Listen, I can still remember I came to, I was at Lynn Classical on the second floor, and, and you guys had just come back from winning the state championship, and I yes. looked and saw you, and we saw each other, and was going to come over and see your family that e- that evening. Yes, I remember that. I, remember, I think you went to the game, too. I'm not mistaken, Coach. I think you were at the game. The first, soon we got back, we were all full of cheers, and we saw you, and I saw you, and I recognized you as being from UCLA. And so you, you were the, like the first college in, so you guys had a special place in my heart. And, of course, the rest is history. I ended up going to UCLA. Well, I mean, it was it was fun coming in and meeting your mom and your brother and your sister. And then we had Sidney Wicks, who was a, a, a tremendous player for the Celtics that came over to your house on one of the visits to talk to you about what it was like going to UCLA. Sure enough, um, Mr. Wicks came in and, and he worked with me throughout the process. He told me he would help me and guide me through whether I decided to go to UCLA at all. Then after after I signed with UCLA, I don't know if I can say this or not. Now I guess I can't. We became friends, and, and he invited me to the Celtics games. I got a chance to go to the Celtics games, and part of that history with him and Chris Rowe at Boston Celtics. And so he, he, he kept his word, and when I went to Los Angeles, he worked out UCLA during the summer times. We met up and had dinner and talked and things of that nature also. You came in and uh, were a starter for us. You called the huddle, and you had this deep voice, and it was just 
incredible. I'd give you the signal and you'd you'd give the defense and people would wonder what you said. <laughs> yes, sir. I enjoyed being in Southern College, Coach. It showed you trusted me with a very complicated defense. And at the time, we did some things that made it easy on everybody else, but the only thing we had to do is make sure it got communicated. I felt very special that you thought enough of me as a young person, extremely young person, to get communicated. Time to time, I, from time to time, I'm thinking about UCLA and the defense. There's two tight ends, so we're going to jam it, so I'm going to call force. So I'll put my arms out and say force it. That means we balance it off, move from our reduced front, balance front, and then we play ball. You still remember that? I still remember that, Coach. Yes, sir. And the way we and you'd light them up in the, our inside drills. Frank Bruno, who were recruited, talks about that still about taking you on when the fullback came and hit the linebacker in the practice. He, he, matter of fact, he, he uh, made a comment about that on Facebook not too long ago. I know I had that kind of kind of impact on him, so to speak. Yeah, we had that forearm, Art. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. For our visitors, one of the reasons I, I wanted to have Art as our guest is one of the things we talk about is determination and grit. And Art has been working to get his law degree for a period of time. How many years have you been working to get that degree? Since I left UCLA, since 1982. I, I attended a school in Texas, the issue which was called Burger Marshall School of Law. For some reason, I passed the first year. And down the, the road, I did not make it. Um, and I went to work for the law, law office at that time called Big Gardner Porn Havens, which had about seven different um, offices throughout the country. Went in San Francisco, Hong Kong, New York. And I said, well, I can work as a law firm, a clerk here, a paralegal with these people, very good work to be able to become a lawyer. I thought that door was closed for some reason. And I uh, went back home and was kicking around. I said, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do myself? And my twin daughters came to me and said, hey, why don't you, the author called me author, why don't you start a program helping young people go to college? I said, well, that's, that's a real big task because we got to get the 5013C and we have to initial board and get our final board. So I, I said, okay, since you want me to do this, I'll go ahead and do it. As I was going through the process, I kept getting these hiccups in my, my path. I would get a parking ticket, and a parking ticket would cause me to lose my driver's license. So I lose my driver's license over a parking ticket. I said, wait a minute, some other forces involved here. <laughs> you know, I'll get a, a child support notice for $10,000. Go college and say, well, no, we owe you. We can't pay you, but you overpaid. Those kind of things kept happening in my career. So I said, somebody doesn't, there's some kind of forces here that don't want me to become a lawyer. That's before I even decided to return to law school. So then I decided I'm going to return to law school and I worked for the, I worked for the uh, National Football League. The guy who was a security officer worked for the state police, also was a professor at Massachusetts School of Law. He suggested that I go to his school to finish my law, law school education. Only down point was that the school did not have ABA certification. So it was a kind of challenge that would, it would be limiting to me for the number of jurisdictions I could practice without an ABA certification. None, nonetheless, 
I listened to him. I went and applied and got in. And we had a great time. We did shows. We worked with the NFL. We did journals, journals, television journals for the school. It was a great, great experience. Massachusetts School of Law. I graduated and uh, I started this journey of passing the bar. It became an arduous task. It wasn't easy. What year was that that you started? 2000, 2015, I started. To pass the bar. Pass the bar, yeah. So now it's 2022. And you got yeah. the letter that you shared with me about a week ago. Yes, I did. Got, and you've got those initials next to your name now, ESQ. Uh, Esquire, yes, sir. Yes, Absolutely. sir. I'm very proud of it. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel that I, I had a sense of accomplishment. But I, the reason I brought up the nonprofit, young people, to train young people to endure. Now, if I had quit, got upset, got violent, and people who were responsible for my downfall to hold me back, I will fail them. Because if they don't see me succeed, persevere, how can I train those young people to persevere in life? I'm going to expound that every young person should have to go through what I have to go through. They need to see the finished product that if you do apply yourself, continue what you believe in, and don't doubt yourself, one day you can achieve what uh, your, your goals are. Lo and behold, not only was I able to pass the bar, but I was qualified to transfer, we call UBE transfer, about 30 different jurisdictions. As I mentioned before, the school was not ABA accredited, but my experiences, my experience at UCLA, my experiences at Texas Southern University, those transcripts evaluated by different jurisdictions were equivalent to courses at an ABA school. Texas Southern University was an ABA school, and UCLA, because of the graduate courses that I took, they would accept those graduate courses as applying toward being at an ABA school. The University of Connecticut did not require those, those requirements. It took a flat score from the School of Law. They have a reciprocity where I could take the test, get a UBA transfer route from an ABA school. Some jurisdictions are like that. Lo and behold, those experiences that I had at UCLA, Texas Southern University, allowed me to apply the other jurisdictions, which I'm waiting on, come and accept it. And also, what they call a waiver. And the UBE transfer to be able to practice in those jurisdictions, some of those jurisdictions. So, so you're president also of College Application Education Projects. Talk about what that is. Well, that's the uh, nonprofit 513C that we started, my daughters and I, some time ago. And we, a model where we say we want to achieve our success through opportunity to hurt attitude and opportunity. That's our model. So we train our young people to give effort that to long when the opportunity comes to take advantage of those opportunities. We've had young people come in, but we hired close to 200 students for the last, since 2004. And the students, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's students right. come in, they do job preparation applications. A student is not collegially focused. So those who have vocational skills or those, those who have vocational aspirations Care our attention to those students. Sometimes students don't finish school. They drop out and they say, well, we'll come back and do GED. We also had a apparatus in place where we offer GED training. I would not advise students to do the GED if they could all 
that all stay in school. Stay in school, get a degree, get accreditation. Because the GED is not an accepting test. I don't think it's an accepting test. In some ways, it's punitive. Because you want to make sure you know all the details and X's and O's. But along the way, we, we found that we're training young people to succeed. We thought it was the most important subject that they could ever take, really gear their lives on, is math. Anything that happens to you positively as a community, negatively as individuals, always, in most cases, a mathematical calculation. Nothing really happens to you societally. People don't plan mathematically to happen. For instance, someone will say, 20 years, we're going to have the United States. That's a mathematical calculation. Those things are great. We train our students to understand equations, math, and try to use those talents in their day-to-day lives. We think it's more important. Another thing we try to do with our students, get them to appreciate the credit, how important credit is life. Because as a young person and pitfalls you're going to experience throughout life, or credit is going to make your life that much more difficult to achieve your goals. Every young student is not going to get involved in the criminal system and be canceled out because of the criminal system. Some of our young people get canceled out because their credit evaluation is not what it should be. We say, we say is score, and I might say your score is not fair. Someone you might get grade out at 700 in your credit report. Someone else may grade out at 750. But the people who are evaluating those credit reports see you made your payments on time for the last five years. And the person got the 750 made his payments time for the last five years. You have a leg to stand on, a way to balance that on low score or lower score. Most who are often jobs, they don't necessarily see the score, see the performance. That's the key. What types of jobs do your students, your graduates go into? Well, some, some go into education, healthcare. They, they get an affinity with helping people. So a lot of them, a lot of females, some of the females and males go into daycare, during social work, probation officers, things of that nature. Uh, what, we, what we've had to do from time to time, because we work with the federal government, sometimes some, some of our students can't afford to go to college. Can't afford it. So what we've done as a, in a nonprofit, we'll start a student out at a, at a local college. What we here in Lynn, we call it North Shore Community College. To help them along the way, we give them what we call a work study job, a program. So they have funds coming in to help them go through college. Once we find out that a student wants to continue their education, necessarily don't have the funds, we make sure they transfer to school, transfer to the university has a work study program. So we had a student follow the normal financial aid projects, financial aid applications, and they're qualified for work study. We would hire that student on as a work study student at a different college. This will 5013C is national status. You can hire that student, even though that student is not in the land anymore. It may be in Boston or Lowell or some other private university in Boston, but that financial aid credit would still transfer. They couldn't find a job that was suitable for them or that they really wanted to do to come back to us and we were hiring them on to help make their progression through college much easier. So those are the things we think the major steps that we take to ensure our students graduate and matriculate through college.
Art, I just have to tell you how proud I am of how you've persevered, how you've built this business, how you care about people. Just like when I came into your home and felt your mom's warmth and heart, I mean, clearly she raised a, a real gentleman and someone that she's got to be very proud of. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity. When I first saw your eyes and we our eyes met, never mm. knew that it'd end up in this they to go this long and be this type of relationship. But yes. I have to say it's definitely been strong and powerful and something I'm really proud to, to call uh, one of those young men that had an I've had an opportunity to, to coach. And the, first one so that, and the first one that I recruited to come to UCLA. Glad you weren't discouraged by me to me. <laughs> I wasn't discouraged. No, I wasn't. No, yes, that deep voice didn't, uh, didn't do anything. I'll still remember our last story during one of those massive snowstorms when I was up there, and we were going down the street. We almost got yep, into a yep. fight. You remember that? Fight. I couldn't believe that. It was crazy. Jumped was out of the car. We were ready to go. We were ready to go. <laughs> the guy stopped us something because the snow stuff going to have a bumper. But this guy never thought that about five athletes, about six foot four, would jump out of, out of the car. He, he was by himself, buff, tough guy. He jumps out of his car, then one after, one after another, one after another, we come out of the car. He said, okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll take off. I'll, I'll, I'll try a different I'll do something else. I'll, be, I'll change my mind. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, we had a lot, of, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and I know there were times when you were just mad at me for what I might have said to you on the field. Yeah, you, you said some things, and, and they still register. But, you know, it, it goes to show that sometimes – when you're coaching, when I was being coached, I never would never like a coach. Why would I like a coach somebody to make me do something that I normally wouldn't want to do? When it was over, I always appreciate the experiences and the coaches that were able to work with me. You got the most out of me, coach. I guarantee you, you got a lot out of me, and you got a lot of other people too. Well, hey, that's because you put it in. I mean, so, I, yeah. if you weren't going to put it in, I wasn't going to be able to get it out of you. Yes, sir. Well, thanks again. Thanks for being our guest, and I'm proud of what you've accomplished. Thank you. Thank you, sir.